September 21st. Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 through 18. Dear brothers and sisters, if another Christian is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's troubles and problems, and in this way obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone in need, you are only fooling yourself. You are really a nobody. Be sure to do what you should, for then you will enjoy the personal satisfaction of having done your work well, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else, for we are each responsible for our own conduct. Those who are taught the Word of God should help their teachers by paying them. Don't be misled. Remember that you can't ignore God and get away with it. You will always reap what you sow. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful desires will harvest the consequences of decay and death. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So don't get tired of doing what is good. Don't get discouraged and give up, or we will reap a harvest of blessing at the appropriate time. Whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to our Christian brothers and sisters. Notice what large letters I use as I write these closing words in my own handwriting. Those who are trying to force you to be circumcised are doing it for just one reason. They don't want to be persecuted for teaching that the cross of Christ alone can save. And even those who advocate circumcision don't really keep the whole law. They only want you to be circumcised so they can brag about it and claim you as their disciples. As for me, God forbid, that I should boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this world died long ago, and the world's interest in me is also long dead. It doesn't make any difference now whether we have been circumcised or not. What counts is whether we really have been changed into new and different people. May God's mercy and peace be upon all those who live by this principle. They are the new people of God. From now on, don't let anyone trouble me with these things. For I bear on my body the scars that show I belong to Jesus. My dear brothers and sisters, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. And great people of God had their moments of doubt. Moses, at least on one occasion, was ready to quit. Listening to the complaints of Israel, he said, I can't take this anymore. If this is how it's going to go, Lord, just kill me now. That's pretty dramatic. That was Moses. Have you ever said anything like that to God? Also, Elijah, after he heard that Jezebel had effectively put a contract out on him, became discouraged and uncertain and doubtful and said to the Lord, just take my life. Even the great apostle Paul was discouraged and he wrote in 2 Corinthians 1.8, we were burdened beyond measure above strength, so we despaired even of life. So John's saying, did I get this right? Understand, John was not asking for information as much as he was asking for confirmation.
Did I understand this properly? And look at his circumstances. I mean, humanly speaking, his ministry had ended in disaster. Everything was going well. He was firing on all cylinders. A national sensation, calling people back to God, introduces Jesus, and now he's in a stinking dungeon. And he's going to be executed soon because he was faithful to the Lord. So maybe God forgot. No, God was in charge. And God was doing this exactly as he wanted it done. And maybe that's how you feel right now. You're in a dungeon of sorts. You're in a situation you don't understand. Why are you letting this happen to me, God? You know, you're in a marriage with a man that doesn't believe. And he doesn't get better. He gets worse, it seems, year after year. Or you have a prodigal child, though you've raised them in the way of the Lord. They're rebelling against God and they keep you up at nights. Or you've gotten bad news from a doctor and, and you've been so careful about your health and eating the right foods and all that. And now you have this issue. Or there's some other problem. You have a financial crisis looming and you've been so careful the way you've invested but now you may lose a lot of your money. You may lose your job. There's things that happen that don't make sense but here's what we need to remember. It's not over till it's over. Or as it's sometimes said, it's not over till the fat lady sings. Who is this fat lady? <laughs> Ma'am, are you here to... No, I'm kidding. But... <laughs> I don't know about a fat lady singing, but I know that you might be in the middle of something that's going to have an amazing outcome. If you don't believe me, just ask Joseph when you get to heaven. So Joe, how'd you feel midstream when you were in that prison after being falsely accused of rape? Did you think it was over? Hey Job, how did you feel after you heard all of that horrific news? Hey Daniel, when you had to spend that night in the lion's pit, did you think that was the last night of your life. Hey, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they threw you into that fiery furnace, did you ever think you'd come out the other side? Things looked bleak. But look at how these stories turned out. And so in the same way, we need to trust God.